This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is brought to you by Zephyr CMS. It's a modern cloud-based CMS system that's licensed only to agencies. You can find them at ZephyrCMS.com. More about this later in the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jance. My guest today is Russ Perry. He's the founder and CEO of the Flat Rate Design Service called Design Pickle. So, Russ, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me again. Really appreciate it. So, you're a repeat guest. It's been a couple of years. Uh, is it, so, like, catch us up. Well, you know, <laughs> well, 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 what's changed in your life? What's changed at Design Pickle since we talked? Well, uh, world's a bit different nowadays, but you know, uh, it's actually I was I was just having this conversation with uh, a strategic partner. It's like, what what was your strategy earlier on? What are you doing now? And I think the best way to summarize it is we've just grown up a little bit. Uh, things are more focused. You know, what we're doing from a, we, we still do flat rate subscription creative services. Uh, we do more than just graphic design now. We do um, illustration. We're looking to do more stuff next year. But the process is easier. We're a little calmer. Things are a little bit more organized. We actually have things like a content calendar and we're planning it out proactively. And that just has been a huge advantage. And I and I maybe it's with age, but also our team is just night and day. I mean, we still have team members. Most of our team members from a couple of years ago are still here, but we have brought on so many awesome, amazing men and women that have stepped into leadership roles. And John, that has probably been one of the most transformational parts for me personally, is yeah. like actually working with badasses and like people who are like really know what's going on. <laughs> Yeah, it takes uh, it takes a lot of the uh, mental stress away, doesn't it? It does, and it's it's such a fine line earlier in early in anyone's career as an entrepreneur because like how much can you afford? How much can you not? You're always trying to balance it, and we finally got to the point where I can be like, let's go hire someone at a six figure level, and we're like, right, right, right. Yeah. we could pay that. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and and. Not that you don't have people that perhaps make much less than that that aren't committed, but you know maybe you can find somebody who who really wants to see this as their future. And we have everyone from the intern who we hired, which is a funny story because we actually told her, "Sorry, there's no job for you." One day, and the, and we had a going away party, and then <laughs> the next day, my hiring team was like, "Hey, we actually have this role. Do you think she'd want to do it?" And so That's we funny. had a welcome to design people <laughs> party right after. <laughs> And we have those people, and then we have people coming in from six, seven, eight, nine, ten year careers coming in, and the diversity and the mix of, of range and age is is great, and it's super exciting to um, see that, and it translates down to our clients because our clients are feeling that as they yeah. use our service and 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 work yeah. with us. So, how many employees are you currently? Globally, we have almost four hundred and fifty team members. Um, we're about fifty. Last time I talked to you, you had like 12. Are you <laughs> me? Yeah, we have 50 on the HQ team, which is everything yeah. but the design production and the rest are on the design production side. So do you feel like you've made it? <laughs> no, man. I, I, Dude, I just wake up all the time like, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. <laughs> um, I feel like we have a, a path ahead, though. That's been the clearest really expanding our, our service offerings. We want, we're going to be doing motion graphics next year. We're going to be in copywriting next year. And we really want to be the one-stop shop for people to come and get everything they need. And 
Um, so that's that's like a new vision that we haven't even really started, but um, I, I still wake up stressed out about the business all the time. <laughs> all right. So what's been your secret in the design world? I mean, that that's uh, other people have tried to crack what you're doing there. You probably have some new competitors since we talked. Um, all the time. What, what, what's, you know, a lot of people haven't made this uh, work. You know, what, what's made it, what's been the secret you think for your growth? And I'm going to ask two questions at once, which I know is dangerous. And why is expanding to other areas not going to trip you up? Ooh, that's actually a great combo. So I think our secret really has to do with the level of um, focused we have on core values, recruiting everyone in in the box of mission um, vision values, mm-hmm. and ensuring that they're aligned with that. Because anyone can go and find other you know skill set, whether it's design, architecture, legal. Uh, broker that at a cheaper rate and resell it for a higher rate. That's been, that's been done for decades. Right. What we offer is an entire experience around it. And um, a term that I'm kind of creating and I do own the .com, so you can't steal it is subscription workforce. And oh, it's wow. like really this new model that, that we're creating where it's the benefits of a full-time person, but with the flexibility of a subscription and that's that's the vision that we're going after. But at the core of that, you have to have people who are really culturally aligned. Because if I'm working with someone who operates one way and, and the next day it's a completely different experience, it's going to feel, it's like your favorite restaurant. You go in and they get new management and it's completely different. You're like, I don't like this place anymore. Like it has to be consistent. Yeah. To your second part, um, we're doing it really slowly. So it took us almost a year and a half to launch our second service, which was custom illustrations, which we do now 100% original work. And we have people doing children's books, infographics, everything completely from scratch. And then um, it'll be another 12 months till we get to motion graphics. We're a few months in right now. So we do it very slowly. And we also make sure there's demand. So we're not randomly choosing these things. Our clients are choosing it for us. Do you feel like you have, because early on, it was kind of like, you know, whatever business, whatever you need, you know, we'll do brochures, we'll do, you know, it was just kind of getting started, right? But I feel I feel like in looking at your offerings now, you've grown, it's almost like you've grown into, um, you've grown into your customers. Yeah. If that makes sense. And so now you've, you know, you've got brand standard guides and, you know, asset libraries and stuff that that's really more than just kind of one-off, hey, we're having a party this week. We need an, inv- <laughs> we need an invitation, right? Yeah. So yeah, well, how, how do you, I mean, do you feel like that kind of happened because they were asking you or do you feel like that was something that you uh, saw as the, the path to growth? It was the path to growth. And the way we looked at it was really data-driven. So when we looked at what it cost us to, to get a client, to acquire a client, and the cost to start an onboard a client, if that client wasn't sticking around past month two or three, we were actually losing money. So like, like we needed clients who were stable enough and, and had a long enough vision for themselves that they could stick around for a long time. Um, and so we, we, we've always been pushing on that in our messaging and our marketing, our pricing, you know, we're going to, you know, You've heard it here first. We're raising our pricing on our entry level plan, which we now call essential. It's going to go from three ninety nine to four ninety nine, 
So get in now if you want the deal. Uh, but the point is that it's like we're not we're we're looking to to always provide more value. So that price increase isn't arbitrary. Like our our what we do now is so much greater than. But we also want to find the clients where that's still a really great value, even though the price is more. And that's going to be a company who might be a little bit larger. They might have been around a little bit longer. They're they're operating in a in a different horizon than the startup who's like. Hey, I did all the 10 things I need the first month and I'm going to cancel. Um, we love those clients and we will still help them, but we actually do lose money on them a little bit. <laughs> do you, um, do you find that's, you know, there are a lot of people that go to Fiverr and go to, you know, places to get, you know, get stuff designed. Um, do you find that, um, that there's a certain behavior, a certain mindset in a client that allows you to, I, I mean, three ninety nine or soon to be four ninety nine is still a great value, as you said. But at the end of the day, six seven thousand dollars a year in design, especially since you're not doing web design, right. um, you know, is you know, for some small businesses, they don't spend anywhere near that. I'm not saying they shouldn't, <laughs> yeah. you know, because of the value of it. But do you find yourself having to convince? people or not convinced, but at least sort of positioned towards like, Hey, this pays for itself. Um, small correction on our pro plan. We actually do do landing page design now, digital design. Right. So just a little know, piece on there. Uh, but I love Fiverr. I'm actually friends with a lot of the leaders at that company and it's a completely different need. And so we clients use both and it's not an either or proposition because if I'm a, even if I'm a startup and I'm doing something, a side project, I, as the owner of Design Pickle, might choose Fiverr because it is a fitting for one time, this exploratory thing. I do all my funny audio music projects. I have it all go to Fiverr because I like, I'm like, hum a song and I trade something. I'm not, a, I'm a drummer, so I never actually knew how to like do music, but I send it to someone in Eastern Europe and they turn it around for $20. But for us, we, we want our clients to self-select Design Pickle because they are experiencing a pain with their current service offering, but, but, they're not, but maybe they've outgrown it. Um, and that's where the best fit. So we'll get clients from Fiverr or 99designs or freelance, you know, people have been using freelancers and they've outgrown it, but it happens to us. Clients mm -hmm. outgrow Design Pickle. And it's our happy churn category. So the need is so vast and we never want to position ourselves as like use us or nothing, you know, kind of deal. And I think that's what's cool about today is you could have a Fiverr account. You could have an agency you like. You could have a, a design pickle account and they all can work together really, really well, saving you time and money along the way. Yeah, I guess let me ask you that. How, how, how many agencies... I, I, how many doesn't matter. Um, what, um, you know, how do you work with agencies who are then yeah. providing, say, for a, a, a business as just kind of their design arm? So our pro plan, which is our thousand dollar month plan, was created for agencies because uh, roughly around 25 to 30 percent of our clients are agencies. They're using our services for their clients. And that's a big net. You know, that could be PR, that could be digital, that could be whatever. Mm -hmm. Um but they found the collaboration on our original plan, which is his next business day experience, wasn't a good fit. So our pro plan offers real-time Slack communication. Your designer shows up at 9 a.m. every day, your time zone. We have support East Coast, West Coast, Australian, and now UK time zones. 
And they're like, what's up, John? I'm ready to go. What do you need today? Um, so the agencies love it because they're, our designers are in their work instances working. In, and so the problem is selling to agencies because usually what happens if they have creatives, the creatives think they're getting fired and they hate us. <laughs> they're like, no, no, just, I don't use this eye pickle. But all of a sudden, once we're in their ecosystem, that creative who is begrudgingly doing a million Facebook ad resizes or graphics for the blog right. or whatever, right loves us because they don't have to do that anymore and they can focus on the strategy the bigger picture stuff um yeah so yeah so, it was it, it was another uh, example uh, of clients driving hey yeah. i need this russ and then we created a product so so they almost start seeing you as a production house as much as anything for them yeah, yeah. and yeah. we love it and we'll happily do it so we were talking before we began the interview or before we began recording anyway that that you um you said you're going to get into some other things. You recently launched uh, a stock photo or a stock image um, repository. Uh, yeah. So what, in addition to the fact that that's a pretty big undertaking by itself and, you know, you know, there's a lot of people that would tell you that's a crazy business to get into because where's their money in that? Um, <laughs> what did you learn in, in, in pursuing this innovation? You know, it's it, it was a tricky one, but it's, again, I think the third example of our conversation today, what was being asked for by our clients and also our creatives. So our creatives were having challenges, challenges finding high quality vector assets, kind of templates that they could build off of and use. And our clients were having a hard time communicating what they wanted. Um, and it was easy for them to find things and say, Hey, I like, I like this flyer, but you know, could you do this or this or this? So we set off, you know, rather boldly to create our own library stock library. Uh, but we wanted it to be completely integrated with design pickle because we didn't want it to be this like, um, random other thing. Uh, and I, I don't think we'll have enough time, but I, I have a very funny story about buying the domain. It's called fresh stock. Uh, yeah. like fresh stock photography, fresh stock assets. I bought the I bought this domain from this uh, very nice woman in California that never used email. So I did most of it in <laughs> very, very non-traditional uh, ways. And um, But we got it and we were thinking the whole time, how is this going to add value to our current clients? Not how are we going to get this new group of clients to come in and sell it to? Um, now, without a doubt, it, maybe it's going to skew more towards the creatives and people doing stuff because you can sign up for fresh stock on its own, or you can have access to it inside of design pickles platform where you can choose the assets. And what I, I think the thing that I learned was like, be patient. And number one thing is make sure it's not someone's side project. So we actually had two of our very, very top leaders on the design side, leave their positions which was tough because they were so good to focus for a year full time on this best decision I could ever make was allowing them to own it. Cause I found in the past, it was like, Hey, do this. It's a super important to the company, but you just got to kind of do it as well as all the other things that you're doing. Right, right, right. And it just falls, falls down the, the priority list continually. You know, today content is everything. So our websites are really content management systems, but they've got to work like one. Check out Zephyr. It is a modern cloud-based CMS system that's licensed only to agencies. It's really easy to use. It's very fast. Uh, it won't mess with your SEO. I mean, it really reduces the time and effort to, to launch uh, your client's websites. Beautiful themes, just really fast 
profitable way to go. They include an agency services to really kind of make a, them your plug and play dev shop. Check out Zephyr.com. That is Z-E-P-H-Y-R-C-M-S.com. So we use, um, we use a web production um, company that's a great agency, uh, but they, they function almost exclusively using a ticketing system. Mm-hmm. And at first we absolutely hated it <laughs> because we just wanted to go, Hey, do this. I need you to do this. Uh, but once we got into using it, we realized how valuable the ticketing system was. You have a similar approach, I believe. Um, and so how much, especially in the design world, you know what I'm getting at. They were like, I yeah. just want you to make the logo bigger. You know, they don't want to go through a ticketing system. So, so how have you found that you've been able to train your best customers into why this is valuable for them? Well, Technically, with a Design Pickle account, you can just email in the address and it creates the ticket and all the correspondences go to inbox, but you miss out on so much functionality. So what we did is we actually used to use a ticketing system. We used um, Freshdesk, that was the company we used. And then we got too expensive when we built our own system. And the the thing we just thought of is like, let's just provide a lot more value than email or a phone call. Like, let's make it easier for people to use the system. Let's make it easier for them to be like, if we want this to be our process, let's, let's make it better than what our clients are used to. So now in our system, for example, you type in Facebook ad, we have um, AI that's built in that'll automatically pull up all the possible sizes for Facebook ads. So you could just click what sizes Mm -hmm. you want. You just need one banner. You need all of them. Or you're like, I need LinkedIn or I need this. It'll auto, there's like technology to streamline it. We have four different stock asset libraries, including Adobe um, stock. And you can choose, search stock photos and things all in the app. So that's like, like we give them a ice cream cone and we say, hey, you can have this ice cream cone if you use our process. Right, 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 right. Well, that's what I meant by training. I mean, typically processes are set up because they're more convenient for the company as opposed to right. being of, of value to the user. And I think that's the real trick, isn't it? It's like uh, this This is more valuable for me to use your process than it is for me to do it the way I used to do it. Exactly. And the new clients, you kind of never let them know about the old process. So they don't really <laughs> know that you can do it this way. <laughs> so let, let me ask you a money question. Yeah. Um, how hard is it for you to, other than at the end of the week or month, you know, there's more money than there wasn't, um, you know, how, how are you able to really monitor the, the algorithm for a flat fee? Um, because I think that that's probably the scariest. I think there are a lot of people that would like to do flat fee stuff, but probably the scariest thing for them in some cases is like, how will we know if we're going to make money? Well, I based it off of a financial model that was using a lot of data from my previous eight and a half years of running a creative agency. And my original price point, believe it or not, was $195 a month. And I quickly learned that that was barely enough to make money. (laughs) So we increased it. So to answer your question, I was very clear on all of the variables of, you know, how much truly is someone going to use? You, know, you go to all you can eat buffet in Las Vegas or wherever, you know, like no one's eating all the food available. Uh, maybe like professional athletes will skew how much people eat in, a, in, a, in that day. 
But the average person, they know, they know what the food costs are. They know these things. So you can't do what we do unless you have a very, very strong handle on the data. And I didn't make it up. I didn't guess. I, I used actual utilizations from eight and a half years of clients on what I saw, how much work they were doing. Um, and then the other thing is making sure the, the, the scope is narrow enough to where you're not going to get yourself into hot water where you promise one thing, but something slips into your, your system that's like breaks it, you know, where you're like being expected to do like an encyclopedia design and you're like need to do it in one day or whatever, you know, it might be. So you're really controlling what you allow with that narrow, that niche, if you will, really picking a niche is important. Do you find that you, this is going to be the totally the wrong word, but I mean, do you find that there, there's a need in some cases to throttle things a bit like, okay, we did say flat fee, but you know, we didn't realize you're going to have 273 projects. Well, throttling happens automatically with turnaround time. Yeah. So if you do two, two 273 projects, you're not going to get them done the next business day. It's going to, it's yeah. going to come out at a certain pace. Um, and the cool thing is, though, that that provides an upsell for us is because if you do want it faster, you can add on subscriptions and your output volume increases. Have you seen a an uptick in maybe you've seen an uptick in business, but have you seen an uptick in what people are trying to accomplish with their design? Have you seen a change in people trying to be, um, you know, more design friendly, uh, trying to communicate more, uh, again, a lot of, because of there's so much change and, and uncertainty and different things going on. Has that, has that crept into what people are asking for, I guess is maybe a better way. So to be honest at a granular level, because we do tens of thousands of jobs a week, I don't, I don't know the, the specifics, but I do know the kinds of clients and there's definitely an uptick of clients who are shifting their persona and imaging and their brand. So we're seeing a lot of that kind of work come through. And, and we did it as well. You know, I'll give a great example is prior to, you know, 2020 Q3, Q2, um, you know, global crisis, all this, we, we stayed away from talking about pricing, even though it is a big competitive advantage for us. We didn't want to lead with that. Then we shifted to say, Hey, we're really affordable and valuable. You should sign up for us. So I think everyone's experiencing their own version of that. Um, some to an extreme where they're like, I need, I'm starting a whole new career and I need to completely redo this or their client make mix has changed dramatically and they need to reach them in a different way. So um, it's less like direct response marketing and more like brand and messaging right. that we're seeing. Yeah, and I think that I think that's really what I was getting at in a way is that I th I see a lot of people who are saying, "Hey, we need to communicate what we stand for better than we have," and and I think that that's you know as opposed to we need to you know promote more. I think that that's a shift that's probably been coming for a decade, and just like all things, you know, the change comes faster when people are faced with a, a bit of a crisis. Totally. And I think everyone was on the page. Like if you could continue to market and advertise, you were going to like you, yeah. you heard a lot of experts saying like, don't stop your ad spend. Don't stop doing this. Don't yeah. stop doing this. I think that, I think like, you know, 10 years ago during that turn turn down, like that wasn't the case, but, but online and wasn't as mature as it is now. So 
um, I, I saw most brands continue up going, you know, like there wasn't as much of a, of a dip as, as I thought there could have been. Yeah. You saw a lot of national advertisers do the, you know, we're all in this together, you know, campaigns, but, but you're, exactly. you're, you're, you're right. I think, and I, and I think the difference with this one too, is sort of the 2008 downturn kind of came over a period of time. And this like showed up in two weeks, you know, and everybody yeah. was like, Whoa, <laughs> what's going exactly. on now? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Russ, I'm sure people can just uh, Google Design Pickle and find you, but you want to invite them to uh, to where they can find out more about Design Pickle? Yeah, so designpickle.com is the home of everything. And also, if anyone ever has any questions, I my personal website, russperry.co, you can reach out and contact me there. Um, I try to answer emails, although I get a lot, but that's the best way. I actually retired from social media in 2019 at the end of the year, which thankfully was a good decision right now. So <laughs> okay. that's going to be the best. But I always, if there's anything that was said or mentioned, I always opened up for questions. I love hearing from folks. Awesome. Well, Russ, it was great catching up with you and uh, hopefully we'll run into you again soon someday Thanks. out down the road. Awesome, Sean. Thanks for having me. Best of luck.